What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Praise Podcast. My name is Eric Lide. Of course, the Brooke Paninski is in the house, and we are excited for another episode of the Praise Podcast. And so we are here in the podcast studio. We've been uh, hanging out and chatting a little bit, and uh, we've we've been digging into uh, Brooke's. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! We've been digging into Brooke's upbringing and her her past, and I'm, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, before we before we get to that, want to. Thank you for tuning in. Of course, if this is your first time listening to the Praise Podcast, we are excited to have you. Welcome. You should definitely pause this episode, go back and listen to all the other episodes that we have. Of course, you can always hit that like and follow button, and that will automatically update you every time we drop one of these free episodes. So we are so thankful for all of you that join us and listen. We drop new episodes every other Monday. And so, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a decent amount of episodes now that you can go back and, and listen to. And so if you're unfamiliar uh, with us, this is basically um, Brooke and I's time to just sit down and we basically just uh, have conversations um, that we would typically have, but we just record them instead <laughs> yeah. and let you all jump in and tune in on them and so uh, we get to have some fun we get to dive into some worship talk some bible talk and whatever else uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever else, else we comes. may whatever else we may want to talk about so we appreciate you listening now um brooke and i were talking about uh just you know like i don't even honestly know how we got on this topic but we were we were just talking about how upbringings. did we get on uh, the there's topic? no there's no telling there, really i mean um, i really can't even trace it back so Brooke was filling me in on uh, kind of kind of her upbringing, and uh, I think I've determined that Brooke might have used to be like a Mennonite. Is what I it's think. just <laughs> not true. It's just not true. So Brooke grew up on a farm, essentially. Essentially, which a farm. is a surprise. What is? To it, us. But what is? I mean, what does that mm-hmm. mean? Essentially, what is essentially a farm? Well, you had chickens. We determined that because yeah. you and your sister were just walking down the road with them, apparently. <laughs> Okay, let's just set the scene. Okay, so growing up, my dad and my papa, they farmed. Okay, so I mean they had. Okay, a, uh, let's just let's take this slow. But not because farm I'm not like, like food. Okay, like, well, that's what I was going to ask because like, I'm a uh, let's take this slow city boy here. So like we talking <laughs> like corn, beans. No, I mean I don't even know. Like and truly, it was like the youngest part of me when the like I have very. Um, I don't even remember how old I would have been. Like. Because there came a point where, like, my my grandpa sold it. So, like, my grandpa had a lot of land, and um, before he sold it, and it made lots through real estate, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, it was all just, like, field area, you know, whatever. And so, like, we had cattle, and he would, like, bale hay and, like, sell that, or sell that. This was almost more of a ranch than a farm. um, I don't even see, and that's the thing. I I feel like I'm not. I mean, I feel like I'm I not qualified. TV, so. You're like, I'm, I I can, I've watched Yellowstone. I've like, seen Yellowstone before. <laughs> yeah. So this must be. Uh, but yeah, so like that, that, and like they had, like, yeah, we had chickens and stuff, but like, um, and I, I know, like, what are those, see, and, and why I say I'm like unqualified to talk about it because I was just a kid. Like, I don't mm-hmm. associate myself with being like, you know, in Did you that have, world. Okay, let's, let's just, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you have chores? And I would, yes. And okay, I would like play chores? in like the grain bins, which apparently is like so unsafe. Um, but they, they those I, big things. Yeah. With like the corn and like the corn kernels in them, you know, so you're just but they weren't around like, in corn. Well, they weren't like <laughs> in rock piles, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so let's go oh back to, I would gosh. like to know what your chores were. 
What were your chores? Okay, so, and again, setting the scene, like, like my, I had my grandma Trixie, and so my great grandma Trixie, and I lived like on the farm, and like across the road and a little down the road was like my house, and then across directly across the street from Granny Trixie's house was my Granny and Papa's house. So this is again basically a, okay. com- a compound. Okay, and then next to them was um, my aunt, uncle, and cousins, and which Erica works here. You know Erica Caps. So. Anyways, so, so Erica grew up in this as well? <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, I mean, we need to just call her and have her come in here so she can vouch for everything that the I'm story, saying. The story gets deeper. <laughs> so anyways, we're all like there and it's all close. It's like down the road, like whatever. And so like the bus, like when I would, when I was a kid, the bus would sometimes have to drop me off at like the, what we call the farm, which cause there were like barns and stuff out there. My dad would be working on like the tractors and, or taking mm-hmm. care of the things, whatever. Um, like the grain bins are out there, whatever on Grady, like Trixie's essentially like property, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the bus would drop me off there after school, like if my mom was at work or gone. So my dad, you know, was like watching me or whatever. So I would get off the bus. And like, if I got off the bus at the barn or farm or whatever you want to call it, like I would have to help him um, feed the cattle. Okay. Whatever. Fill the troughs with water. Now when we say cattle, is this like Like cattle, like, like, like I'm going to eat these cattle for steak or like these cattle are like, I'm getting Prairie Farms milk. No, I, I truly feel like they would butcher them. I, okay. I mean, again, I was so young, and I don't know yeah. anything about that life. And anybody who is into ag and yeah. all the Keep saying are, that, bro. Yeah, Keep they're, they're that. really probably like, you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, you'd be right. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I... I, I, I just... Again, I was so young, but, like, um, we would always have, like, you know, <laughs> fresh meat. Like, so we would butcher some of them, okay. but I don't exactly yep. know, like, all that. Anyways, but, yeah, we had chickens, and we would just... I'd have to go, you know, feed them so and did get you, the eggs. I wonder, have and, you, did you have to milk any of these cows? No, they weren't dairy cows. Okay. I mean, does that make sense as a dairy... I mean, I guess a dairy cow is different, maybe. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. I mean, I guess they I are. Mean, like, well, I mean, like... They produce or, milk. Or, or, or like, like what you... Like, if you even, yeah, use the milk. I don't know. Like, I, I never had to milk a cow. So, mm. I don't... I mean, I don't know. The image of you just getting <laughs> up at, like, four in the morning, carrying the steel bucket... But see, again, and again, I, I wasn't the traditional farm girl because, I mean, it was anytime I would be there, it was like after school and I would more so like play, you know, just as like In the my grain dad, bins. In the rock piles. So my grandpa was a road commissioner, like at Mount Vernon Township for mm-hmm. ever. Um, and we had like these huge rock piles, like and just because they used gravel for different places and different projects, right. whatever. And I literally would like, I, I mean, they were huge rock piles and I would like be barefoot basically climbing these rock piles and I would like slide down them or just like, I mean, I don't know. I saying it out loud. I'm just what a strange kid, you know, what a wild upbringing, but like just being outside and playing and being dirty, like that's just like what I did. I don't yeah. know. So, <laughs> but the fact that you're asking me about this on the podcast, I'm like, you know, like, it's, just, I'm just, it's, like, just, it's just so different. I'm like the fact it's, that other people are going to hear this conversation. I'm like, this is just a conversation that we would have over lunch or something like just because, but this is, it's just so different fun. than how I was. I've just, I was not brought up around any of that stuff. No, and then honestly, just to picture you in those settings, is just not right. what I would imagine. I know. Well, and again, because like, what I about mean, butter? Do you ever make your own butter? No, I did not make my own butter. I didn't make my own bread. Like, I mean, actually I made really good zucchini bread and my grandparents garden. So like I would help in their garden. Of course they garden. And again, like they lived across the street from the barn slash farm. And so I would just go over there and we would like, like pit green beans and you know, whatever. There was apple trees, pear trees, like all sorts of everything. And like, I'd be out there with my granny doing that. So 
Uh, yeah. So you didn't have to go grocery shopping very much then. Yes, we did. But the thing is, we only could go like once every other week because my mom... Because the like, horse needed a break before, <laughs> my, the, before you hitched it up my, to the buggy? My mom like was like super strict about like trips to town mm-hmm. and like going to Walmart was like a, whole, like a whole deal. Right. And like if we would leave and forget milk, well then we just wouldn't have milk for two weeks because right. she wasn't going back you to would Walmart. Just, I can just picture it. Like we're going to town. Yeah. Like that is but always... But I mean, I literally didn't live out in the boonies. Like all yeah. my city friends, because when I got into high school, I had city friends right um like they thought like i lived way out in the way out and i'm like y'all don't even know the way out like, currently just for reference for you this right now my current living situation is the first time in my life that i think <laughs> i have lived more than five minutes away from kroger that's crazy i've never lived outside well until you know, we didn't have kroger but, right i mean, I mean it would i mean to me, i'm for us it's like a 12 to 15 minute trip to town i guess like where my dad where oh, i so grew that's up eternal and like but some people think that that's so far away yeah. and i'm like no it takes me like 10 minutes to get from one side of this town to the other when traffic yeah, well especially bad. if like, you're riding a horse and stuff that would take, take oh it my forever. gosh <laughs> so yeah can we be done with this conversation now please can we move on yeah <laughs> thank you did you have a pet chicken yeah her name was penny because <laughs> she she was the runt of the chicken. I don't know of all the chicks. She's the smallest one. But she got eaten by a fox, actually. Oh, my. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. But um, her name like was Like, you Penny. saw this happen? Um, I saw the aftermath of it happen, barely. Like, um, more so, my, my dad had If she was the a, runt, would you call her more of, like, the nugget of the oh, family? Oh, that's a much better idea than Penny. But she was. we named her Penny because my dad said she wasn't worth a cent. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And I said... That's kind of cruel, but she looks like a penny, so we named her Penny. Huh. But yeah, and she got she, eaten by a fox. I, a fox or some kind of something like that got in. Actually, her and a lot of other chickens. Would you say were. coyote or coyote? Coyote, I guess. Mm. Say a coyote. A coyote. I, I wouldn't say coyote. I think my natural response is a coyote. Okay. Hmm. This has been interesting. Hmm. Yeah, Just, our poor listeners. They're like, are, we don't want to talk about that anymore. It's, or maybe they're in It's like in Shrek like where they says like I wish they could like, see the look on your face right now. Uh, like I'm just I really am. This is <laughs> this is enjoyable for me. We'll probably I, resume this conversation after we stop recording. We will. This is not the last this of this. This is not but over. We will we will keep them from hearing that, but that's <laughs> interesting. Interesting oh, stuff. Mercy. So now that we know Brooke's country upbringing. I mean, seriously, I was like, don't, t- don't tell anyone, but literally like 13 years old and like driving this little blue truck around. Like I learned how to drive on the farm. Like I would drive Stick tractors shift? and um, no, it was automatic, okay. but like uh-huh. up four wheelers, dirt bikes, go-karts. I have heard Hayden tell me before that, that you are much better on a dirt bike than he is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But again, like people just don't know that about me. And it's also like, I don't do it anymore, I guess, you know, wow. I just, my life's so different. I guess so. But they're just like, you did what? You know, I don't know. But like my siblings are all that way. Like my brother, yeah. like Blake, like, I mean, he's literally he's like a Texas real life right cowboy, right? You know, yeah. And Abby is the same way. She, you know, goats. And, and like, she's like an Eskimo right now. And whatever, she, right? <laughs> yeah, like loves animals. I mean, that's just, and hmm. my grandpa, um, he showed Arabians, you know, a hor- their horses, a, a breed of horse. Thank you. Um, and the look on your face was a little <laughs> alarming when well, I, I just, first did that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like my family has just always been like that. And yeah. so that's why it was just really no surprise to like be raised, you know, in huh. the country and doing all those things or whatever. Yeah. I'm talking really fast. I do that when I'm nervous. I do that anyways, but even more so when I'm nervous. So I'll stop. This is, yeah. Hmm. Very different. Yeah. I like it. And now I'm sitting here sipping my Fresca. Now you have a Fresca (laughs) and life is much different. Well, 
On that note. On the Praise Podcast, we like to do this thing called Song Spotlight, where Brooke and I uh, let you in on uh, what music we have been listening to the Mm -hmm. most recently. Brooke, since I just grilled you about your farming upbringing, I will uh, give you a break for a second. Thank you. I will go first. So uh, so here is a song that I have been uh, digging recently, listening to a lot of. It is called uh, a song called Prodigals. It is off of North Point Worship's new album, Our God Will See Us Through. And uh, North Point Worship is a, uh, is a church based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but uh, this song is just, it's fun. It's upbeat. Um, I was letting Brooke listen to it beforehand. She referred to it as like, it reminded her of The Greatest Showman. Um, it does kind of have that does kind of have that vibe to it. Um, Which is a good vibe. Yeah, no, it's not a bad vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, Prodigal's all about this. Basically this idea, I mean, of, you know, like just the lost coming home. And uh, yeah, it's a fun celebratory song. I love that. Yeah, so you should check it out. That's mm-hmm. Prodigal's. It's by North Point Worship mm-hmm. on their new album, Our God Will See Us Through. It's a good. I also really love that you always share like who wrote it and like usually more times than not it's from another church mm-hmm. and I just think oh my gosh I wonder if people ever listen to like central songs and be like oh this church central Christian church in Mount Vernon and I wonder if they do or not mm-hmm. you think it's ever happened I'm sure because I mean has. like just think back in the day when there was there was hope like I mean yeah. that's that sucker went out everywhere yeah there was, I'm sure there was some I'm sure there's been some people yeah it's crazy to think about sure I can't wait people. for I can't wait for like ours That'll be fun. That's going to be really fun. That'll be wild. Yeah. Stay tuned. Did we just tease? Did we just tease <laughs> an we album? Did, did we just we tease did. an album? The, yeah. Y'all don't even know it's coming. So good. Um, so yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, speaking of churches who put out music that we love, um, again, Belonging Co. out of Nashville, which everybody knows we love them. Um, they have a new album out, which I don't remember if we've talked about this yet or no. not. Okay. So, uh, no, I don't, think I don't know. I mean, we talked about Elevation's new album for no, sure. I don't think but we've done this one. This one is from Belonging Co. out of Nashville, Tennessee. And if you guys like, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I love Carrie Job, And this is Carrie Job's home church. Um, but they put out the, a new album and this, one of the songs on there is called Everything is Changing. And it is just gold. It's gold. It really is a good song. It's so good. It's just got, it's, um, and like there, it was recorded live. And to me, that's so special because really like they're recording these, a live intimate, like worship session with their people, with their Mm -hmm. church. And like, you know, as Holy Spirit moves, like a lot of, um, times how they might've just recorded it, you know, straight, you know top to bottom is different than how it is live when Holy Spirit like you know changes directions of things or whatever mm-hmm. um, but I'd be curious to know because there's a part in this song when I think um, like she starts singing when he walks into the room we're never the same and I'm like in my spirit feel like that was so not the OG version like I feel like that was just like I want to be like was she singing that her spirit <laughs> like what because yeah. that's so good yeah. um, but maybe I'm wrong but um Seriously, though, it's just that song's so good. It's rich. It's rich lyrically. I feel like I always say that, but lyrics are so important. But even just like melodically from top to bottom, it is just so good. Yeah, it so is. So good. A, it's a great song. It is a good song. Mm-hmm. It is a good song. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, we've got an event coming up mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing 
and uh, I was needing to one go. One of many coming up. One oh of many, gosh. yeah. Yes. One of many events, uh, which is awesome. We mm-hmm. are we've been Thankful. blessed with uh, opportunities to lead outside of uh, our normal church uh, setting and right. uh, body, uh, but. Uh, I was needing to kind of find some some older music probably to fit, you know, just the, not everybody does music that we do. And so, sure. you know, whenever you're leading in a different context with four other churches or people, you try to, you know, you want to make sure people know the songs uh, and can sing along. Um, but just speaking of like rich um, lyrically, I came across, I was just listening to How Great Is Our God. Remember that oh, one? Oh my goodness, yes. It's just a good song. Now, that to me is almost considered a classic. It's not been around long enough to be a classic, it's like but, it's on, years old. but it's on its way. You know, classic's like a fine car. You know, like, yeah. you got to be older than 20 years old. Like, I mean, my dad was the... driving a 20-year-old truck, and it's not a classic yet. It's not made it to that point. Yeah. But it's but that other? song is so close. Yeah, but it was, uh, like, I just like, was like stumbling. I was like, man, what are some songs that they would maybe know? Sure. And then I was yeah. like, everybody knows this song. Mm. And... It's, it's just like it's just so good. It's like I mean, how great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? That one. Yeah. And all yeah. will yeah, yeah see how great how great is our God. Yeah. The bridge of that's so good too. Like name above all names, you are worthy of all praise, our yeah. praise. Well, and that like was that. what was interesting too about, and I think what kind of spurred that. So we just had we we just hosted we the kingdom, uh, yeah. we the kingdom concert, which is mm-hmm. uh, basically Ed Cash's family, and Ed Cash is so is, is mm-hmm. he has basically written. I mean, like, Ed, until basically We the Kingdom started, Ed is, was probably one of the most influential guys in Christian music that I would guess, unless you're, like, in it, no, that nobody knew. Because, right. I mean, he is, if you look at uh, writer's credits on most songs, or actually right now while you're listening to this, just go Google Ed Cash's writer's credits. Mm-hmm. And it is nuts, the amount of stuff that he has written but the majority I mean the majority of Chris Tomlin's stuff he has been a part of writing and um and he what was interesting about that he was talking in his concert because you know he's basically saying like I don't want to write this kind of music or you know and then you know Chris Tomlin comes in and he's like oh this is uh you know here comes this guy you know and he's writing this song and oh this is a corny four chord Christian song and you know I don't like it or whatever you know I don't want to write this kind of music and then he said you know like god basically slapped him in the face like you know how dare you uh curse what i have blessed mm-hmm. and um i don't know that's just kind of a side note thing but uh that that stuck with me personally because i you know you think back cause there's some songs you're like oh my gosh that's what a what a corny mm-hmm. song or what corny lyrics but then um just that idea of like you know how dare you curse something that i have called and blessed mm-hmm. and and that was was neat so there's a yeah. little side story on how great is our god it's awesome and also side note seriously we the kingdom come on now yeah they were really good like not only just talented but like they were to host them i mean just the i mean what they brought to the table i mean even just like their pure love for jesus and each other and what they were doing um it was just so good i mean yeah. truly i just I was very impressed. Yeah. Very, yeah, no, they very, were, very, their very, crew very, was, crew very was really impressed. good to work with. And, yeah. um, they, they were, were awesome. They were really cool. Yeah. Cool people. So if you don't know who they are, Google yeah, you should, it. Yeah. You should, you should look them <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. I would say from my experience, I've seen a lot of music mm-hmm. right now. 
I don't think that there is a more musically gifted or talented group out there. And than Franny them right now. is so young. Well, they're all young, yeah. essentially. But like yeah. Franny is so young. I mean, young. Ed's not. But I mean, <laughs> well, poor Ed. Yeah. No, I mean, he's he's wise. Yeah. Um, but like, I didn't, I mean, even by the sound, because, you know, when I hear songs, I hear songs, like, I don't ever really know, like, who's singing them or whatever, and maybe I'll look them up on Instagram and be like, oh, like, put a face to a voice, and when I put a face to the voice of Franny, I was like, get out of here, there's no no way, what in the world, Um, and so, yeah, just super cool to see young, you know, like, her young heart and young spirit, and like, but again, like, anointed voice, Mm -hmm. like, in, in maturity in her, in her walk with the Lord too, like just shines through. And so, yeah, they're really cool, really cool family, really cool people. It was, yeah, awesome. It was awesome. Brooke, yeah. what are we talking about today? We're talking about perspective today. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump in. Uh, Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the Praise Podcast and all those who listen. Just be with our conversation. And um, Holy Spirit, just move um, and meet our listeners exactly where they are and then at just the right time. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So Colossians chapter 3, verses, we'll say 1 through 4. I'll just read that whole thing. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So essentially talking about set your hearts on things above, and set your minds on things above. Your hearts and your minds, perspective. It's, you know, how we, how we look at something, how we process it all um, is super important. So perspective, I looked it up, and, you know, I love definitions, all the things. So perspective is a noun, and one of the definitions for it says, a particular attitude toward a way of regarding something, um, with semicolon, a point of view. Again, perspective is a noun, unless I didn't say that, then just, there you go, perspective is a noun. And if you don't know what a noun is, a noun (laughs) is a person, place, thing, or sometimes an idea. And so the idea, I think, of this, the idea of perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's an intangible thing, essentially, Um, but a point of view, you know, how we're looking at something, how we're processing something, and I think perspective um, is so critical and crucial of a thing to maintain and to have um, in ministry, in worship leading, in our walk with Christ, in mm. our relationships, in our prayer life, and just it touches everything. Perspective touches everything. Um, but I essentially, when we're talking about what to podcast over, um, the the thing that came to mind was something that you said, which again kind of started this whole, um, you know, flow of thoughts in my mind about Mm -hmm. perspective. So we just finished um, Easter weekend at Central. It was awesome. It was so much fun. It was just so good. And um, truly when I say what I'm about to say, it's not uh, like I don't don't want this to come off the wrong way or or anything like that. Um, You could just tell we weren't leading like what felt like our home church our people, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, they're all our people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, you know, when we have like the same kind of reoccurring people in a room, like you just kind of know that 
you just know your group of people and, you know, you kind of know where they're at and, you know, a little bit, you have clearer vision on like how and where to go and how to steward them in a moment or whatever. Um, you can, I know it might sound a little crazy, but you can feel and you, you can sense like their growth as we go mm-hmm. every weekend, a weekend, a weekend. Um, and so you get that and you feel comfortable. You're, you know, you get your groups and you get your people, like you just know them, you know? And so for Easter weekend, it like, it didn't feel that way. And I mean, at first I was kind of like, like what's going on, you know? But then I was like, but seriously, if we took a head count an a- or a survey and just like asked everybody there, like, is this your first time at Central? I mean, seriously, I'd be blown away by how many people would have been like, yes, like this is my first time here. And so, I mean, are people sure because the capital C church, you know, right. we're charged to lead and steward. Um, but yeah, it, like not really knowing like, well, where are they, you know, and what do they need and how will they respond or like how, you know, whatever. Um, but it just, that, that felt, you could feel that, the weight, the weight of that, I guess, as you navigated through each service. So we had Friday service and we had Saturday service and then it was Sunday morning and we were, um, as a band, as a worship team, we were meeting in the back and, um, kind of praying before we went out to lead the first 915 Easter contemporary service. And um, you essentially said, you know, talking about how that felt Friday and Saturday, and he, you were like, we, we should not let that ever be something that discourages us. And you said it should actually excite us. Because isn't that what it's all about, right? Isn't it all about, like, this room of, like, fresh people who need to worship or hear from God for the first time or be in the in the house of the Lord, you know, whatever. Like, isn't that what it's all about? You know, shouldn't we be so thrilled that we get to lead a room of people who are like maybe inexperienced or unfamiliar or just like, you know, like fresh meat, mm-hmm. you know, like in this world, in the church world or whatever. Um, like, shouldn't that excite us? And I mean, like, truly, you saying that shifted my perspective completely of, like, the mission at hand and really what God, like, was doing, you know, planting these seeds across the board. And and I was emailing John um, the other day, and I was just like, like, I mean, I just feel it in my spirit. Like, I know like, we'll see fruit of the seeds Holy Spirit planted, you know, mm-hmm. because that is what it's all about. You know, it's about going out, and, and it's about... Um, you know, talking about, again, bringing the prodigals in and to relationship with the Lord and all these things. And so it was just really cool to like actually think about it like that. You know, it wasn't, you know, not to be discouraged by like how people are responding to the service, but like, no, like we have a room, like hundreds of people, you know, in church for the first time and like, wow, the opportunity, like Mm -hmm. it's just so good. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's easy to, and this is something that I feel like I have, I've definitely matured in. I'm not perfect at it by any means and still plenty of room for growth. But uh, as far as, you know, I think back to, you know, like working jobs you don't want to work or, you know, life circumstances that come up that, you know, are no fun or are are not great. And uh, I know we kind of did that. why does God series a while back? If you if you don't go to Central or you haven't watched that series, you should definitely go to um, centralnow.com and and go to the on demand and watch that Why Does God series because that was really good. But that first week is what you know. Why does God allow suffering? And I know for me that was a that was a perspective changing week for me. Um, just as far as like 
things that have been going on or, or whatever, you know, it was just a reminder that we really do set our own perspective. Like it really is on us to determine how we see things, how we perceive things, um, and how we, you know, like carry ourselves and respond to things. And, you know, I think there's so many opportunities in my life that I've missed because I've carried in the wrong perspective, you know, or I carried in the wrong expectations or I made up my own expectations and, you know, they weren't God's expectations. And so that is something that I feel like I have, again, far from perfect on, but definitely has been an area of growth in my life is, is understanding, I guess, the importance of perspective and realizing, um, you know, there are opportunities every day that are placed in front of us, big and small. And the perspective we carry into those opportunities, I mean, I don't want to sound overdramatic, but like seriously may impact somebody's eternity. Right. And, and so having the proper, you know, like your, your scripture said, having a eternal mindset, mm-hmm. then um, I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of people that are maybe listening to this at a job that they hate and they dread every day. And there's probably maybe a coworker sitting next to them that they complain about to their spouse when they get home, you know, every night. And um, what could happen in that relationship in your work if your perspective changed on that? That maybe there's stuff going on there that you don't know about, or maybe there is trauma from the past that you don't know about, or um, maybe they've never had anybody reach out to them, you know? And so it's just having a, having a godly perspective is just so important. And I think, you know, the Holy Spirit plays a big part in that. Um, and it plays a big part in how we respond in that. Um, but yeah, this weekend was definitely one of those where, I don't know, you get, I try to like, and we talk about this as, you know, like a team all the time, like, Easter is really no different than what we do every like what we mm-hmm. celebrated this weekend is really no different than what we celebrate every weekend or what we do even right. every weekend which yeah. to me is exciting like we we yes. were talking about that in our in our meeting just like it's exciting to me to know that that what we're going to do this weekend following Easter is really no different than what we just did this past weekend except we're just not going to have a cool LED cross on stage like, right um, yeah and so, and no Saturday and service, no but. Saturday service. But other than that, like what we did is is like how we handle ourselves and how we go into the weekend and the expectations we have and the goals we have are no different. Just yeah. because it was you know Easter, but because it's Easter, you know there's going to be more people, and it's easy to get you know you get a little more amped up or you you get different sure. expectations because yeah. you know it's you know it's it just it has there's a, different, a lot of build up. Yeah, there's a lot of build up, a lot of mm-hmm. planning, yeah. a lot of preparation that goes into it. And so because of that, like, I have to watch myself because, like, after Friday, you know, of course, Friday is, like, our, our attendance is double what it normally is on a Friday, mm-hmm. you know, for the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you go out there and you're, like, you know, you have all these in your mind when you put together a service, you play out the service a million times in your mind, mm-hmm. how you envision it's going to go and how things should go. And then when you're actually in the middle of it and you're, like, things aren't going the way I thought or this isn't playing out like I thought or you know it's easy to get frustrated or mm-hmm. disappointed dis- yeah disappointed or, like, or down or, yeah. or you start questioning like yeah oh, did I know, do was this it, yeah. was this the right choice or was this right um but then it just I don't know I, I mean I, I know it had to be 
you know, God and the Holy Spirit just reminded me, like, mm-hmm. and it just hit me. It's like, you know, Eric, you are leading people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, teach them. Mm-hmm. Like, your job, mm-hmm. your job this weekend is is to introduce and yeah. to teach. Yeah. And so. Um, and you did both those things. And not, well. yeah, and not that that's a complete departure from what we would normally do, but mm-hmm. it is just, a, it was like a, hey, I've given you a lot of opportunities out here. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to maybe approach it a little different. But I don't know. It was just when that hit me, it really did excite. I just thought, like, gosh, we have, I mean, what an opportunity we get this weekend yeah. to worship and to teach and introduce mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. to lyrics and words mm-hmm. and songs and messages and stories and examples of baptism and you know, the story of Jesus' resurrection and what he did on the cross and Mm -hmm. communion and just all these different things that people we know for a fact experience for the first time in their lives. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just a really cool thing. It's awesome. Yeah, it is super cool. Yeah. I wrote down, when our perspective changes, it changes everything. I mean, it, it, it does. And whether that be, you know, how it changes our perspective, you know, when we're leading worship or, you know, whether it's just in our other relationships, the ministries we're doing and our prayer life and our marriages and our, you know, just how we're operating with Holy Spirit. When we change our perspective of the authority that we really have. And when, you know, we change our perspective of like, Oh God, you really literally still like are alive. You know, I mean, it just our perspective, when our perspective changes, it changes everything. And when our perspective changes for the better in situations, it's like, it opens up your mind and your heart in a way to something that you're like, oh, like this wasn't even somewhere I was near. <laughs> you, know, there, you know, I was never, I was not near this thought process. I was not near these emotions. I, I was so far away and disconnected from all that. But like, man, like, thank you, Lord, for, you know, putting my eyes on like the capital C church and eternal things and, you know, what it's all about and who it's all for and like all these things, whatever. And the, the real mission at hand, which is just like to go out and make disciples. And, and so, yeah, when we set our hearts, we set our minds on things above, it changes our perspective here on earth and how we operate and how we process things and how we respond to things and, and what we then start to do and then what we stop doing even. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it just changes everything. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's powerful. Perspective is powerful. Yeah. I, I think, like, right now, if you just paused and thought like what is what if my what would change if my perspective changed like take whatever situation that maybe you're in right now or tough spot or tough relationship or tough decision you've got coming up or um health matter or whatever it may be you know work related what would happen or what about your perspective needs to change in that like what would that look like if your perspective changed on that like what new opportunities could you see or could arise if your perspective changed to you know maybe from a worldly perspective to a godly perspective you know instead of I make you know this I'll make less money doing this and I you know I'm, I'm not gonna do as well here or I have to put up with so-and-so's junk or whatever or you change your perspective to like look at you know hey 
I get to make this amount of money and I get the opportunity to reach out to this person every day who has nobody else reaching out to them. Or, you know, I, I get the opportunity to, to have a job or, you know, get to work. And um, I don't know, it's just, I think if we really carried, you know, that, that scripture you read, if that was really at the forefront of our minds every day, me included, if we really lived life with that perspective, like, man, our world would be a different place. Oh, yeah. Well, and I remember, you know, here recently something that I've been teaching and walking within like the last year has been my perspective on healing and deliverance has changed um, and because I've experienced it in my like, like personally. And I, I thank God he allowed me to because it's like, you know, when you go through something personally, it's just it just marks obviously more true than if you just hear about it. Or I mean, of course, those things are important and it can make a huge impact. Sure. But, like, when you go through it yourself, it's just, like, totally different. And so um, even, like, learning about deliverance and, you know, the – and deliverance and healing that I've had to walk from trauma of my upbringing and just different situations that, like, in my mind, it was, like, I'm just this way. Like, I'm just this way. I, this is how I was made. This is how I was wired. This is how I just am, and this is the way things are. And then all of a sudden, like, my counselor was just like, well, actually, like, no, you're actually operating under, you know, the spirit of, like, fear and rejectment or, you know, and, like, all these things. Like, I, you know, just was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, this can change for me. Like, you know, I can, you know, I don't have to like carry this around or, and I know it sounds so simple, but like when you really believe, you know, something about yourself is just the way you are and it's not, it's just like a game changer, you know? Um, and so I, I remember like, you know, kind of healing from, it's just some trauma from my past and my upbringing. And I was just, I mean, literally the, the, I mean, truly like the Lord, healed me of like the internal like heaviness that I've had for so long that I just thought was like oh that's just the way that I am you know uh, and so I, I don't know how to like articulate that well with words but like it changed my perspective on then like the freedom that can come for other people because of freedom that I was able to receive and walk in and it's just like like until and so and then again like you know, Holy Spirit, like when, you, like the closer you get with Him, and like the closer, you know, the 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 deeper you go, and like the more you learn, and and the more you experience of God, you really are just like your whole mind then is open to like literally all He has to offer, and literally all that's like available here and ready for us, and and the the spiritual side of things and whatever, and like, I mean, but but it's not until you change your perspective of like oh, like that part of him is true. And like, oh, that part of this is like actually real. And like, you know, whatever, it's like, it just changes things. And then like when you walk in your freedom and you've experienced deliverance and healing, you're like, I want like <laughs> everybody to like start identifying these things in their life. And, you know, like, and so they can experience the same thing too. It just, it birthed this new passion, I guess, in me, like um, having the Lord walk me through that and him teaching me all of that, like, it just birthed a, like, a confidence, too, because I'm like, no, this is real. <laughs> like, and this is this exists, and you don't have to remain where you are. Like, you don't have to carry this weight around. You don't have to remain, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm like, no, seriously, when the Bible says, like, you don't have to, you know, I mean, just the true change that comes because mm -hmm. the Spirit of God is just so real. And it's so far beyond, like, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've been baptized. And then, like, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, true deliverance true deliverance, right? Like mm -hmm. true encounters. Oh boy. You know, better watch out because you'll never be the same again in the best way possible. 
Yeah, I just think too. Like, I mean, there's so many examples of perspective changes in the Bible. Yeah, but you know, I think you know, what if these people never? You know, like, what if these people didn't? change their perspective like Mm. you know like what if Moses didn't you know Moses didn't think he could speak you Mm. know and so like his perspective doesn't change then what how does that turn out you know or like how does uh you know like uh Gideon for example you know he's you know he thought he was you know (laughs) the he was the penny of the family you know like (laughs) poor penny uh but you know like Gideon or like David you know he was just a shepherd you know like you know, like what if his perspective doesn't change from shepherd boy to king, you know, and then you've got Ooh, like, yeah. um, you know, Paul, Peter, you know, Peter's mm-hmm. a fisherman. What if he doesn't change his his perspective? Mm-hmm. I mean, Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus, like, mm-hmm. you know, she went from to, you know, like, I can't do this to, OK, I'm going to well, be I the mean, mother of Jesus. Joseph. I yeah. mean, he's a dreamer. Like, yeah. literally, he had a dream. And then it went and and it was all revealed to him or whatever. And I'm like, if he wouldn't have changed his perspective, like then what in the world would have happened? I mean, he would have left. He'd have been, bye. Jesus <laughs> yeah. would have had no dad. No, yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. just like, but seriously, like there are prominent biblical figures that we talk about and we learn from and whatever, but it's like, no, 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 no. You're so right. What would have happened if they would have remained in shallow waters, only operating and, and behaving and believing very, very little limited things and did not listen to God and with God say, no, there's more here mm-hmm. and there's more about me and there's more to you and there's more to come. And if we would have, or if they would have remained just operating in, in that perspective, they're earthly and like earthly perspective and like uh, their self perspective, whatever. But like, again, it shifted and it changed to their eyes were on Jesus and, and their eyes were on like the miracles that he can do and the power of the Holy spirit. And then like, okay, like I'm going to trust you, even though I really don't understand um, or really get it, but I, I don't need to because I trust Mm -hmm. you and, and you're way smarter than me. And so we're going to go with it. And then literally like, here we are with this incredible word of God because, and, and we get to read about the miraculous perspective changes of these biblical figures, like throughout every single, you know, like this, mm-hmm. it's just overwhelming to think yeah. about. Well, I mean, it's so cool. You just think about all the, I mean, yes, how it changed even them, but just how many other people it affected yeah. because their perspective changed. Yeah, I mean, it's, sure. I mean, uh, uncountable number of, <laughs> yeah. of people. And I, so I think about, I mean, Paul having the perspective that he had in prison mm-hmm. literally changed the lives of prison guards, mm-hmm. like because of the perspective that, that he carried mm-hmm. into being imprisoned for, right. you know, and so I just think like what, you know, when we go into our prisons, whatever that is, you know, yeah. whatever whatever your prison is that you would consider, mm-hmm. you know, whether that is a relationship right now, work, uh, you know, a friendship, whatever it may be, whatever that is, I mean, imagine how a perspective change there not only affects you, but affects those around you mm-hmm. and, and how that, that changes things for other yeah. people. We talk about worship a lot on here. And I mean, it's just, you know, not not only does our our personal worship you know affect our relationship with god and change our relationship with god but it has the power to change other people around us mm-hmm. and so i think that's um it's just so important to understand you know that the perspective we other people are looking yeah you know and 
um, our world is in dire need of hopeful perspectives mm-hmm. right now. And what better hopeful perspective to have than one that is On anchored Jesus. in, anchored in, yes. in God and Jesus. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Got any other thoughts? I mean, come on now, pastor. That's a word. That's so good. Uh, No, I mean, truly, truly, when your perspective changes, it changes everything. It does, and all for the better. And so, um, you know, that's a practical thing that we can do um, to change our circumstances or change our mindset, change our heart. Like, I mean, truly, um, and that's something we can pray about and we can ask Holy Spirit to come and, and to make that change in us. And so, um, man, yeah, that's a word. And I, I, pray, I pray that even if that's just for one person, I, even though, you know, I pray it's for 10,000 more. But like that is something that is um, a timely word and it's a practical word and it's a good word. Um, and so, yeah, I love it. That's, that's good. Good that's stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything from your childhood else that we need to... <laughs> Other than your perspective of me, like forever having been changed after that conversation earlier, uh, so... Hey, it's a lot more exciting. I mean, like, I don't have anything fun to, like, as far as I... So you just, like... I took my dog out You, like, rip apart you know, my layers, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's... I'm living vicariously through your farm life that I didn't have, you know? Dirt so bikes funny. and... Dirt bikes and rock piles. <laughs> It was so glorious. It, it's, it sounds like it. Well, we yeah. appreciate you tuning in for this week's episode of Praise Podcast. Again, uh, we would love for you to hit that like or follow button. And uh, all that does is just automatically update you every time that we release a new episode. So you don't have to wonder. Um, we would always love to hear from you. Uh, you can do that at eric at centralnow.com or brooke at centralnow.com. We'd love to hear any feedback that you may have or uh, maybe there's something uh, a question you may have that is spurred on from this conversation or maybe there's something you would love to hear us talk about or weigh in on we'd love to do that so you can always uh, send us in an email on that and of course uh, if you're kind enough to leave a rating and review preferably the nice ones um, that helps this podcast get seen by more people and we would uh, you know love to have that happen more people to hear uh, the the message of this podcast would be um, great so we appreciate you tuning in and listening and uh, hopefully you will leave this conversation uh, maybe not with a change perspective yet but at least contemplating what could change and who could change if your perspective changed so that being said for d brooke paninski i'm eric this has been the praise podcast as always let's be people that in every day, in every way, let's bring the praise to the sea.